Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here joining, well, we're back in the studio. The boys are in the studio boys here. Boys are back. The boys are back in town. Joining me, Mr. Nice to be one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Happy, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners out there. It's, uh, what are you thankful for? What am I thankful yeah. for? Another day on God's green earth. Aren't you an optimist? Uh, there you go. I didn't get hit by a truck today, so I was looking <laughs> good in the world. How about for you, Lee? You look like a guy who's pretty thankful. I am thankful for uh, the NBA. He asked the question, but he didn't know the answer. <laughs> he didn't think it was going to be fired back. Well, no, that's a good yeah. answer and a pretty stock standard one. I love it. We're, we're both, we're both going stock standard mm-hmm. answers. What have you got, bro? What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for you guys. Yeah, I'm thankful oh. the team chemistry has to be through the roof for this yeah. episode to succeed. And look, I'm getting it off to a good start, I think. Good man, I love it. Big show today, guys. Um, just quickly before we get into it, a couple of quick housekeeping points. My sincerest apologies for the NBL show the other night. I was oh, we were talking about this stuff. I was uh I up happy to supreme once again. I ended up losing the show. So I do apologise that we didn't have an episode for the NBL last week, uh, but we'll endeavour to be back all fit and firing again next week. True, so, true story or not, Nick? Yes. You, you were about to create the first two-piece laptop. <laughs> I would have been the second. The set oh, he's, he's done it before. I've done a laptop before, smashed yep. one of my laptops in half after some technical difficulties. Okay. This was about to be number two. God, it's oh, gut-wrenching, yeah. isn't it? You film a great episode. It's happened countless times here. Heartbreaking. Only podcasters will know, hey. Yeah, real ones know mm. what's up. Um, speaking of real ones, shout out to not only Stadium Scene, but also the cover. Those two entities doing massive things, as I continue to say, but not only showcasing our good work, our mm. good name, uh, but also other content creators out there across not only the US but Australia as well. So certainly appreciate everything that they're both doing. Guys, mm. game of start cut one. It's always um, fun. I saw I saw one of these during the week, and it just got the kind of the wheels turning <laughs> that it could be a bit of a fun segment for us to do, um, and just base it on some players this season. So we'll get into that one shortly as Love well. It. Let's start with some odds and ends though. News coming out today, Pat Bev, the Lakers' mm. new new hound dog, we'll say. New mm. hound dog, the Lakers' new hound dog, Pat Bev, has been suspended for three games. Oh, uh, this following on. his shove on DeAndre Ayton the other day in the fourth quarter of their loss to the Suns. Um, it came off the back of Ayton. Uh, Devin Booker actually fouled Austin Reeves. Yeah. He got a flagrant for that. Uh, but DeAndre Ayton stood over the top of Reeves, uh, which uh, Pat Bev didn't take too kindly to and gave the... Uh, Gave eight in the big heave ho. I'm not a fan of this. Suspension. Three games. Let's. Uh, what do you reckon, Lee? Overs. Overs. I don't think you should have suspended. Oh, you a bunch of tough guys. You know, Devin after you flagrant foul. Oh, that, that was Aiton who stood over him. No, Devin Booker did first, and then Aiton came over for some reason, stood over him too. Aiton, what were you doing? You d- didn't have any part in the play. <laughs> Couple of tough I would have done the same fake, with Pat Bev. Fake tough guys, you reckon? Like? Just have your boys back, and I would I would have shoved him as well. Doesn't DeAndre Aiton have a sort of re- bit of a reputation for being a soft big man though? He does. Like I think even <laughs> at this point of his career, he's sort of already known for that. And I'm, I agree with Lee. I think that's overs. I'm uh, I'm not sure if I would have given him no games, but three games just seems over excessive. And can you imagine like a time traveler 
come in from the 1980s oh. and they've landed <laughs> in front of that game and they've seen Pat Bev do that and then go for three games. It's just mind-boggling. And it's a physical game. It's a game filled, full of, filled with emotion and three games for that, it's just super soft. The Palace this day, and to be honest, I'm probably locked up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, gone for life. I couldn't believe it when I saw this. I think that was well and truly over as I thought he might get a game. Um, they play the Spurs tomorrow. Indicators showing that LeBron should be back, so mm. hopefully um, you know, the team won't suffer too much in Pat Bev's absence now. Speaking of a former Laker, Dwight Howard. Now, this came off the other week. Um, I just wanted to read out his Taiwan debut. <laughs> oh. Now, what a ridiculous stat line. Dwight Howard posted 38 points, 25 rebounds, nine assists, four blocks. <laughs> nine assists. Now, he's, he's just about recorded a 38 and 25 triple-double. <laughs> this is absolutely absurd. Dwight Howard. That's a wilt stat line. That, I, is, that just, hasn't been seen in a long, long time. How many threes did he put up as well? I swear it was like 10 or 12. That's <laughs> ridiculous, but... I love this was more to be, you know, you look at the league at the moment, players like DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan getting a gig there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some other players who probably aren't deserving of roles within the league. Do you, like not just basing it off this one game as such, mm-hmm. but do you think Dwight still has a place within the league? I think he definitely does. I think the Lakers should have picked him up to be, yeah. you know, completely honest. Yeah. I think to some extent he's sort of been disrespected really over the last five years of his career. Like we, it's crazy, isn't it? Because we've got a guy who's hardly got any NBA minutes over the last sort of season and a bit, mm. and he goes to a Taiwan league <laughs> and he becomes the next Will Chamberlain. He's It's incredible, but it's also such a good thing for basketball over in Taiwan oh, as well. Like it will get so many bums on seats. It, I don't know how the Taiwanese basketball league is currently, but with a player like Dwight over there, it's going to play like Dwight. Imagine. I heard uh, I heard something on the grapevine today as well. Just I don't know, take it for gospel or not, mm. but uh, DeMarcus Cousins could be another name who could be heading to Taiwan. Now, if DeMarcus Cousins went to Taiwan, huh. he would be averaging <laughs> Imagine the stat line. 45 and 40 <laughs> and 19 blocks. Oh, no, Why Taiwan is I, my question. Um, Maybe they just don't take it as seriously over there. It's a bit of fun. Yeah, that's... Give back a little bit to the game, help grow it in an, a less developed region for basketball. Yeah. Um, maybe I, I, the pay is good. Yeah, maybe. Maybe just a bit of a sea change. So, mm-hmm. nevertheless, watch your space. We'll keep you uh, posted on if uh, Demarcus Cousins joins <laughs> the Taiwan basketball. I league. thought you were going to say NBL and my eyes lit up. Like what, you're going to jump on board, we? If Boogie came down here, yeah, I would. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, there's like something that. to bear in mind. Um, I've got a couple of injuries here. You guys tell me what you think of these ones. Which one's the most, which well, let's say, troubling? Uh, the first one being Cade Cunningham. He's got a stress fracture in his shin. Now, he's out indefinitely at the moment. He's weighing up surgery on this that would keep him sidelining for a big chunk of the season. Mm. Um, we'll keep you updated on the time frame, but mm. I think this pretty much spells the end of Detroit's season, would you say? What season? What's it? Yeah, well, they've you know, we spoken about them a couple of them. weeks ago. They've certainly disappointed up until this point. Um, but do you reckon that's pretty much nail in the coffin? Yeah, all, yeah. all on board the Wimby stakes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, particularly given now that Cade's gone down. And to 
To be honest with you, they shouldn't have even been at going at full or anywhere near full strength to begin with. When it, yeah. you've got a prize like Wemby or potentially Scoot Henderson at the end of the year, you've just got to tank it as much as you can. The Wemby Stakes, it sounds like a horse race, doesn't it, Lee? Oh, <laughs> up there with the Melbourne Stakes. Cup and the Grand Oyster, the Wemby Stakes. Uh, um, with Harden still out till early December, all, all signs are indicating. Mm-hmm. Um, Tobias Harris has had a couple of little niggling injuries. Joel Embiid out as well for a few games with a mid-foot sprain. Do you think Philly will be able to keep afloat? It's hard now, isn't it? Because they're big dogs. That's their top are not three. There. Top three out at the moment. Embiid only for a couple of games. So they're so what we're saying is they're relying on Tobias Harris to be their main guy. He came out in the second half. He, I think he rolled his ankle. It might have been against the Nets. Mm-hmm. He came out in the third quarter and pretty much put the team on his back. Him and Paul Reed guided them to that victory against the Nets there. Mm-hmm. I think we've spoken about this in the past, though. Like, Tobias Harris either looks absolutely incredible or he doesn't do anything. So I well, don't know if I'd be too comfortable as a 76ers fan having him as the guy leading my team, even though he does look Promising, really promising at times, but yeah, that's a that's a, that is a significant injury for you, sure. What do you think, Lee, for Philly at the moment? Their injury woes they've mm-hmm. kind of gone off to a slower start than many people anticipated, myself included. Because once again, more for me, I put mm-hmm. them as my number mm-hmm. one seed. Uh, that's aging very well at the moment. Yeah. But for yourself, Lee, do you think they're going to be able to keep afloat? You know, PJ Tucker, DeAnthony Melton, these kind of names keeping them keeping them afloat. Well, I think even. Uh, James Harden and Embiid aren't out for that long, so that doesn't really play a part. They'll be able to stay afloat till then. But even with Tyrese Maxey out, when you trade all your players and have Tyrese Maxey as your starting point guard, which he deserves to be, but you've got no backups after trading for Harden. So I think even with them out, with the, with him out, sorry, Tyrese Maxey, they'll struggle to stay afloat. I was actually, I don't know about you guys, but I was really looking forward to seeing a long, continuous period well, not too long because we never like injuries, but a long continuous period of showing one option that team. And been because now we're going to see him eventually go back to being that third third option. And I really believe that he could be like, I don't know as good as SGA has been this year, but he could lead a team, I believe. There you go. Well, we might touch on that a little bit later on in the show, maybe. Oh, we, no, we, no, like no. we'll see <laughs> how that how that eventuates. <laughs> um, the third and final injury here, Damian Lillard uh, will be out for one to two weeks with a strain of his soleus muscle in his right calf. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. um, it wasn't too long ago that he struggled with that right calf. It was the gastrocnemius for all you sports science heads Got out the there. Medical the, terminology. The, the two muscles in the calf. So this time okay. around, the soleus. Um, are you there? We go. A little, little, little physiology. You sound so lesson. confident, as if you've been working in the um, field for your lifetime. Mate, I was a uh, student, so certainly as uh, um, But are you about the Blazers just due to Dame's health concerns at the moment? Like he's he's incredible when he's mm. fit and firing. Uh, but these injuries now, the list is starting to build quite quite rapidly. Do you think he's you know is he made a Made of tissue paper? Is he going to be able to keep things afloat, keep his body healthy? I get, um, I do get worried long term, just because we've seen in the past these niggling injuries slowly derail players, and it's quite sad. You look at like John Wall, um, 
I'm sorry, I don't have any more examples. But you, you <laughs> just, John Wall. John Wall's a good one. You just see mm. these players who used to be superstars, and I'm not saying Dame's not a superstar right now, but you see them slowly derail, and it's a sad sight. So I hope not yep. for Dame's sake. But, uh, yeah, I, and I I don't think so. I think um, he'll, he'll be, be right. able to get on top of it. For yourself, Ro, mm. you know, these, especially a couple of injuries in the How do you feel? You used to faith that Dame... At this stage, yes, but there is always the core, the sort of red flags and caution signs that yep. this might be the start of something really worrying going forward for Dame. I really hope not because at his best, and I think a lot of NBA fans would be in the same boat, I reckon he is one of the must-watch box office guys in the in the NBA, particularly when the game's on the line. Yeah, you know what time, time it is. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's Slightly worrying signs, but I'm not ruling him out just yet. I might reword the question real quickly, actually. I've just thought about this off, off the fly. I no. might reword it. Based on these injuries and you know certain factors, you've got Simon's a developing star. Jeremy Grant's been a fantastic acquisition so far. Josh mm. Hart, you know, there's there's plenty of talent on the roster. If you were in the Blazers front office, would you look to you know offload Dame now before his value decreases anymore, or would you push forth? with Dame and, and hope that there's one more big big run of the title. Could you imagine the disrespect after Dame has stayed there far <laughs> overdue and the Blazers go, nah, we're Too dishing you off. Oh, I think that would be an absolute stitch up and a half. It's a business we know, but far out. It's got to go go both ways sometimes, the loyalty, and I think he'd be very stiff to be put on the trade table, even though the injuries are concerning. He's got to get to something be a fly back. on the wall in that, uh, for that <laughs> conversation, Dame. Mate, we appreciate everything you've done. You've you've given your heart and soul. You've given your career to the franchise, but the time's come. Yeah. No, not happening. He's staying late. No, they they're inseparable. It. There I you think. go. Yep. All right. Well, let's speak of a couple of players that might not be um, inseparable. A little proposed trade was uh, was posed during the week that I saw, and I wanted mm. to kind of see where the group thought it was at and who's a winner, who's a loser, if it were to eventuate. Now, all reports are suggesting that the the – Mavs are going to make a receive Chicago Bulls receive Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, Josh Green, two first-round picks and two pick swaps. Mm. Bit to digest there. Mm. How do you guys see this one? Do you think there's uh do you think the Mavs should do it? Go in on Levine, have two Dominant ball handlers, two out-and-out scorers. This really reminds me of the James Harden to 76ers trade, getting, a rid of, getting rid of a lot of their depth for a guy who should really put them into legitimate championship contention. Yep. Now, we've seen with the 76ers, it hasn't gone absolutely according to plan so far. <laughs> Mavs, and I know, you know, I, I just I worry about these trades where you put a lot of depth on the line for one of these really like yeah. really good scorers. He's a legitimately really good scorer. And that's almost have to do it into legitimate contention. I agree. Have to make these plays. And even though it does concern me getting rid of a lot of the existing depth that they have, I think when you've got a guy like Luca, you have to make the moves as the GM of that franchise to get really good pieces around him. And I think they should do it if given the opportunity. I think just... From my, from what I've seen and watching Mavis games this year, um, they, they, there's just not enough when Luke is off the floor. Like if you had another really competent scorer and ball handler, you know, stagger the minutes a little bit, enable Luca to get some rest and not have, like yesterday, 
against the Celtics by the last minute. He played all 23 minutes of the second half. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just, just ran out of steam. So he needs a running mate to go with him. Uh, I, I I think you've got to go for it too. Mm. I think when you've got a player as good as Luca is, you know, have have Levine play that kind of that second field um, and just find the close additional ball hand. I, I think it's a good move. Two first round picks, two pick swaps. Okay, you live with that, especially mm. seeing what players like Rudy Gobert and Dejounte Murray have gone for for sure over yeah. the last you know six months or so. Um, I think it's the play you make. Is it recency bias to say I think they're giving overs? You think so? Yeah, the two the two first round picks, young developing player Josh Green. Josh Green's been good. Mm. Good idea lately. I reckon you could almost take him and one of the first rounds out of that. I think they're giving overs. Really? Again, I think that might be a bit of recency bias because Zach Levine has not been, you know, the usual Zach Levine that we're used to seeing. Yep. And to be perfectly honest, I don't know if he, he'd fit at the Mavs. Is that what they need, another high-volume scorer? I, I think they need, like, if you look at the 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 scoring from yesterday, Luca had, what do you have, 46 or mm. something against mm. the Six. Uh, Still went down just I think they just need a written scorer. They're just getting bits and pieces um, from everyone else. But I think you need that second star with yeah. him. And the time, the age timeline fits fits quite mm. well there. Um, Hardaway's had injury concerns. Bullock has been shoot, shooting bricks this season. It's a shame to give up Josh Green because I think he's been really good. Mm. Um, but I, I would make the move if it was me. We'll just we'll just end on that one. Yes or no? Would you? Yes or no? Would you make the move? If I was the Mavs, would I give up all that? Yep. Uh, no. It's a yes from me. I was gladly stuck to his guns there. Yeah. It's a yes from me. There you go. Fair I would play. for someone else, but not Zach Levine. Beautiful, fellas. There wraps up odds and ends. Let's move ahead. Daily dribble. Okay. As we said, this was something I saw during the week. A lot of a lot of fans out there might be familiar with these this kind of little little game. If little not, concept. it's a bloody easy concept. Yep. Just in the title yeah. We're going to three play on another. Who would you start? Who would you bench? And who would you cut? Now, again, as I always say, broken record, Nick Samet. You know how it works. As all these segments run, we love hearing from you guys. Let us know what you think. Have we have we hit the nail on the head, uh, or have we bottled it as per usual? So let us know what you think, guys. Right, Lee. Do you want to be the first cab off the rank? I can start. So, <laughs> first one, start bench cut. This one, this player will hit close to Rose home. Jalen uh, Brown, Donovan Mitchell, and Shay Gilgis Alexander. Donovan, oh Jesus! Oh, come on, um, okay. all right. I just wanted to pull on Rose heartstrings with Jalen Brown. Okay, okay. So straight up, starting SGA. Okay, is that recency bias? Maybe, is- maybe, but also that. He's totally in his career. I tell you what, how fun is he to watch? He oh, is one of the box office guys in this league. He's at the gone moment. from here to here. Like yeah. he's a, he's a top tier player now. Yes, like he's it's undeniable. You've got to say he's in contention for most improved. Leading it, yeah. leading it, leading. Yep. Overmarking it. Yes. Really? Now he is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's there's a, a there's take. a hot take. There's a nice little clippable moment. Do you do you agree? SGA start. I, I think you would start SGA. And the other two is the is the real the real question. Okay, here's here's how I think of it. Um, 
it depends if you were actually looking at a squad and having one as a bench player, mm-hmm. or if you're just taking the next, the second guy. No, the second, second guy. guy. Okay, in yeah. that case, I would take Donovan Mitchell just purely for the fact I think he's more adept at leading the team as a primary scorer. So he's a really, really high-level Robin yep. as opposed to the Batman, which I think SGA and and Mitchell are. Mm. Um, that would be my kind of reasoning there. Yeah. I, I mean, know you make your case, though. I'm, tr- I'm, trying, I'm trying to put Jalen in that bench spot because I think at the end of the day, I, I agree with what you're saying, but we also haven't been given the opportunity to yeah. see Jalen Brown sure, in that sure. in that Batman role. And 100%. you just have to wonder what he would be putting out on a nightly basis if he was <laughs> leading hard. the team. Because he's already averaging, I'd say, uh, without having the actual stats in front of me, he's he'd be averaging about 25, I reckon, a game yep. so far. Mm-hmm. And that's with a guy like Jason Tatum taking a large amount of scoring opportunities yeah, absolutely. for himself. I, I, I wouldn't come to a group answer here. I'd be opposed to Jalen Brown ahead of Mitchell. I reckon um, we have our individual teams. Yeah, have individual Okay. But I'll have JB on the bench and I'll cut Mitchell. Okay. I'll, I'll have definitely starting SGA. I'll have Mitchell on the bench and then cut Jalen Brown. Lee, what did you think of this? What Your own one there. Who did you have? Yeah, I had starting Shea. I had benching Donovan and then unfortunately cutting Jalen Brown. But I, I'm sure it's... it might be a different story if he was the Batman yeah. on the team. Mm. No, I just haven't seen it. So. It's hard with these, and like as we're kind of going to see with a few more of these, it's really hard when there's so many players right on that kind of that same same kind of tier level. Yep. Yep. Um, I'll move ahead with mine. My first one is start bench cut, Anthony Davis, DeAndre Ayton, and DeMontis Sabonis. Now, yep. just quickly, AD this season averaging 26.5 points, 12.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists. Uh, nearly two steals again, two half points, half rounds, over two assists. Um, whereas Sabonis is at 17 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. Mm. Now, now the, tell me, is this taking into account injuries, concerns, and whatnot, or is this these guys that take take that take it all into it? Because I, I thought, um, you know, I, I think you certainly take that into account, the injury. I think you have to take into account who they are currently as a player. Okay, and the injury. And what they've got to offer going forward as well. Okay. I'll, I'll start by saying there's no world where I don't start AD out of those three, despite their injury concerns. Agree. Agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Oh. Mm-hmm. The Lakers fans go on a different route. <laughs> oh, did you, AD not starting. No, I've I've uh, I've started Sabonis. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair. I'll give. I'll tell you why in a moment. Okay. <laughs> to um, the international tinge on it. He's got the footwork. He, he knows the game. And yep. um, three, I'll put glorified Javale McGee because that's what I think. Glorified Javale McGee. Because that's what I think DeAndre Ayton is. Oh, shacked in a fool. That is stiff. And that's that's, that's stiff on Javale as well. He's been killing it lately. (laughs) Yeah. I almost feel like with the – I've actually got the exact same lineup as Lee, but I almost feel like the personality side of things is coming into my (laughs) decision as well because I feel like DeAndre Ayton – 
Leaves a lot to be desired. You're not happy with the vibes from the I other night. I don't think it, no, not just the well. Yes, the other night contributed, but I think well before that, mm. he just strikes me as a guy who I wouldn't want to have to rely on on a, on yeah. a nightly basis. Yep. And the uh, and Demonte Sabonis, I'd having that bench spot. I think he can. He's more of a well-rounded player, I think, yeah. than than DeAndre Ayton. He's got yeah. the facility. Think that actually went on. It was like oh, pitch numbers, mm-hmm. but oh. um, yeah, that would be my lineup as well. Well, I Nick. think I, I've said start Sabonis, bench AD, cut Aiton. Oh. Um, my oh. reason being because I took I took the health considerations into account a little bit. Mm. Um, and for as like AD's on a historic run at the moment, the last four or five games, he has been simply sublime, yep. unbelievable, and that's the AD we thought we would know and get over the last couple of seasons. Mm. Um. My concern is, can he be a number one guy night in and night out? You know, a five-game stretch is one thing. A 10, 20, 30, 40-game stretch is another thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're my concerns there. I think Sabonis fits into a team best, just as he doesn't necessarily have to be the focal point. Yep. Um, He's played that kind of that second fiddle to De'Aaron Fox perfectly this season. Mm. Um, He's out shooting it's just his lack of aggressiveness at the moment he's shooting less than two free throws a game this season it's not good enough for like a big guy who's as dominant and as moves as well as he does it's not enough like i said last episode he, he's playing like a guy that was just on the trade block last mm. off season he is yeah and now my question nick is yep. so you swap uh anthony davis for sabonis on the lakers you, would you do a sweet straight swap because that's Pretty it's, much it's, what this is entailing. It is. It's um, it's a shit question to ask at the moment, just purely for the fact that AD is <laughs> he's got him over a barrel. <laughs> he's, he's, he's looking like a serious hooper, historic yeah. levels. Um, if you had have asked me a week or two ago, yep, um, I'll still I'll stick by my guns. I you will say to. I will say yes, and I think it might maximise the other players around them a little more. So, right. mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll say yes. Okay. I think you're veering away from the old Lakers route. I think they, they've hurt you a bit too much uh, this season to have the faith that you had once upon and a time. you know what the sick thing is? They, they looked really good against the Suns the other day, and mm-hmm. I thought they could be on for another another win there. Mm-hmm. Um, this so, that's so sick because they've been better the last week or two. I'm starting to get my hopes up a little bit. I can see a world in which they make the playoffs. Happy days. They play the Spurs tomorrow, and I can just—I can already see myself in tears when they get blasted by twenty points to a, a just a, a pure joke of a team. But uh, yeah. I'll, I'll save some tears for tomorrow. Sounds good. Okay, <laughs> my my uh, first start bench cut three of the younger brigade this year mm. who are going to be really I, like I wouldn't put it past them being superstars going forward. They're, Stars, yeah. Would you, Torres Massey, or Desmond Bain? Oh, damn it. <laughs> this is hard. This, uh... do you, do you, okay. For these last three, I've mine have come to me instantly. Okay. But I haven't, I probably should put some thought into it. <laughs> I'm uh, starting, is... I, I'm starting without a doubt. I can tell you, I'm starting Tyrese Halliburton. Start, starting Halliburton. Okay. I, mm. I know he's leading that Indiana team and he, he's got the opportunity to, to do it, which those other two don't. But I, I think 
if either of those other two were in that opportunity to lead a team, they wouldn't be doing it as as at a high efficiency as Tyrese Halliburton is right now. Just looking at my notes, I won't give it away. I've got one that's very similar, mm-hmm. and I want to Same give an it. answer here, and I don't want to contradict myself later no, on. No, no, no. You've got so, to think about a long game. Nick. Yeah. Um, I, I, know, I know which way to go now. I think I love this at the moment. He's playmaking has just gone to another level, scoring the ball at a really great clip. He's mm-hmm. like, 20 and 11 Mm-mm. at the moment or something. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, something ridiculous. So, so fun. I think the sky's the limit with him. Uh, was really high on him in Sacramento. That's translated to what he's doing with the paces at the moment. Mm. Plays a really good hard brand of basketball. I would start him. Uh, I would then bench Desmond Bain. Right. And then cut Tyrese Maxey. Mm. Mm. And I would bench Tyrese Maxey and cut Bain. So here's the thing. I would Here bench... Obviously, start Tyrese Halliburton. Yep. I would bench Tyrese Maxey and I would cut Desmond Bain. But let me give Desmond Bain his much-deserved credit because I think Desmond Bain is one of these guys who's viciously overrated, uh, underrated rather. <laughs> viciously underrated. Viciously underrated. Viciously. This just shows my passion towards the Word. situation. Yeah. Yeah. When you're behind a guy who's exciting and otherworldly as Jar Morant, you're probably not going to get as much limelight as you probably deserve. Agreed. But this year, he's Desmond Bain is averaging 24, 4 and 4, his best season today. Awesome. And he's still only in he hasn't been in the league that long. But then I the reason I put Tyrus Max in that second position is because I truly think that if he was given the opportunity to lead a team, he could be a 27 to 28 point scorer a night guy. And I think his yeah, game okay. style is probably more suited to leading a team. Whereas I think Desmond Bain in that uh, Robin role, role yeah, really yeah. Suit, suits him well. I don't know if I could necessarily necessarily see him leading a team. Okay. But he, he's a, he's a light set score. He is, yeah. he's actually like one of a seemingly underrated players to watch on any given night because when he gets hot, He's just so fun to watch. He's sort of like Clay Thompson with bigger biceps. I think he's damn huge. Yeah. I think he could be similar to Jalen Brown. I see him in that Robin role. You know, I, I think he could he could serve as that Jalen Brown mm. role yeah, okay. later in his career. Yeah, well, I mean, it's his like second or third. His third season, third maybe. Season, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, that he he's all three of them are just class acts. Um, tell you what though, it just don't want to touch on it for too long, but his physique. Just he absolutely is built, monster. He is built like a Greek god. He is. I reckon you could get a block of a block of cheese and degrade it on his, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on his abdomen there. He's an attractive man. He is he's he's, an attractive he's, man for sure. Uh, fair play to him. So if you swing that way, all for you. <laughs> Go next. Oh, well, Tyrese Maxey again. Yep. And then Jordan Paul and Tyler Harrow. So, okay. you, so you've got two guys who are probably more, even though Tyler Harrow's played a lot of starting games this year, there's two guys who are probably more renowned for being the spark plug off the bench. Are we across the board in starting Maxi? I think so. I think so. If I, we, if we, I, I, am, I am going to start Maxi. I haven't thought about it. Give me a bit of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I would definitely start Maxi there. Yep. Um, oh, Paul. 
Yeah. Okay. This is what you weighing up at the moment, isn't it? Like, <laughs> because and just got a contract very reminiscent. Uh, Paul did to that of Hero. Oh, it's yes. hard, isn't I, it? This, this is this is hard, and I, uh, I feel like Hero can cook more. Um, and I like when he when he cooks, he's just like a supernova. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like his playmaking as well, and his rebounding has been better over the last twelve months. Oh, I'm yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bench bench Hero cut Paul. Okay. Yeah. And I also agree on 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 thought. <laughs> on thought. thought. Not on second thought. It's just, just, on, just on, on, first thought. Thought. on first thought. Excellent. Didn't even need to have a second. Um, I'll Very go good. three out of three with that one. I, at the start of the season, I had Tyler Harrow as my sixth man of the year, but he somehow too. made his way into that starting lineup. Mm. And as we were saying, they've been the last week or two. They've been playing with like seven or eight blows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Larry's been playing forty-five minutes. Great for fantasy numbers. Stoked with that. Yeah, goal yeah. Keep getting a big caboose into everyone. Happy days. <laughs> Doesn't he have but a big caboose? Though? Just, well, I think God. we need to touch on that for he, a sec. He is very like. How like, does he run away around with that wagon? Hits the deck. It's like he's like got a, the cushion. Yeah. Like I'd, if I had an ass like that, I'd be more than happy to go to ground. Yep. I don't, so I, that's why I wouldn't take charges. <laughs> BBL, big booty lower. <laughs> Him and Nicki Minaj should make a film clip together. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Paul, Paul's been disappointing this season um, compared to where expectations were. Mm-hmm. Um, that second unit full stop for Golden State has been disappointing. Yep. He's been a key part of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I would start Hero. Good. Uh, my second one, very similar to what some of the ones we've had Already, mm-hmm. um, start bench cut Drew Holiday, mm. Desmond Bain, or Tyrese Maxey. Now, Drew averaging 18 and a half points, a tick over five rebounds, seven and a half assists with 1.6 steals a game, but 24 points, five, five assists in a row, um, from three and 91% from the free throw line. Whereas Maxi, 23 points, three and a half rebounds, four and a half assists, 42% from three plus a steal a game. So I think this one's, uh, I've got mine. You've got your answer. Give it to us. Give it hell. Drew Holiday, out of these three guys, is the best defender, which is hard for a guard. Um, He is the best defender, yep. He's probably the best. Who was the last one? Bane. He's the best playmaker, I'm going to go ahead and say, out of the three. Um, I don't know if he's the best scorer, but for those two reasons alone, I'm putting him number one. Um, and then I'm putting Tyrese Maxey two and Desmond Bain three because that's what I went with Rose one, and I can't really, I can't really change that up, can I? Mm. Oh, this is this is actually a really tricky one, and I think I'm going to have to agree, and I'm likely going to have to Tyrese Max spot four. That's the in that starting position. I think also the fact that he's championship caliber yeah. point guard. He's a guy who's played in the big moments. As you said, Lee, he's probably one of the best defenders in the league, particularly at the guard position. Um, the is, other... he, is he underrated with Giannis getting so much of the attention? Middleton when he's in the squad, even Brooke Lopez as of late. It's, does Drew get under undervalued? I don't, For sure. I don't know because I rate right. him so high. I have, I have him in my fantasy team and I – yeah. You, you rate everyone high in your fantasy team unless they go on dog poo, but 
This is what's the, the consensus around the league for Drew? I'm not sure. Well, this is the thing that I was just thinking of. I, I agree. Like, I rate him, and I think most people who know the NBA mm. and know the true NBA players worse rate him. But I feel like if you're a casual NBA fan, you're probably not going to rate yeah. him as early as, as it should be, particularly when they go like that team Drew Holiday. But he's, yep. he's so important to this mm. team. They won a championship, not based off him alone, but he was a key, he was very much a key cog in that in that um championship run. Hundred percent. I uh, I went a different route with this. Mm-hmm. I've uh, love that. I've got start Bane, bench Drew, cut Maxi. Um, Off to the doghouse, Maxi. Yeah. Well, now it's uh, it's funny because you've just about as you, you know as I think about it, as you guys spoke about it, you've just about got me to put Drew up. And at, in the starting spot, just purely for that two-way ability. I had to take my headphones off to see Make if sure I was you... hearing you correctly. Bane start, But I'm going to start Bane. And I think, as I said, nearly 25 points a game, five rebounds, five assists, 45% from three yeah, this season. Yeah, it's insane. 90% I... from the free throw line. I think he's got star written all over him. And I just think, like, we, we know what Drew is. Yeah. Mm, we know mm. what he is. He's not going to get any better. He's on the back nine now, so on the decline. Whereas Bane, he... <laughs> For as phenomenal as he is now, I, I think there's still levels he can progress, mm. uh, which is a scary, scary thought. Well, that's the thing with this start bench cut. Is it for the future? Is it right now? I don't know. Mate, take it whichever way you want. I'm kind of going right now. You yeah. have to live in the present, but you also have to think about the future. Or the season because yeah. you need to take into account the concern, injury concerns. Yeah, it's absolutely. Mm. Um, as a, that, was what, that was the one I did that I struggled most with because all three mm. bring something a little bit different. Or, you know, Dane... Dane uh, Bane, Bane and Maxi are more comparable. Um, but, yeah, I, that's uh, the route I went. Good. Um, cheers. <laughs> you got your credit where credit was due. Um, it's, good. it's good for the ego. My next one. Yes. Start bench cut. Jason Tatum. Mm. Kevin Durant. Mm. LeBron James. That's hard. Oh. That's hard. So, basically, oh, no, what we've got like here, trouble. what we've got here oh. is... Basically, three of the best, if not the three best, small forwards in the league. Oh, that is hard. Blokes who have some blokes who have been around since you're a little kid, Nick, and little Tucker, and some you blokes were, who you were, are, probably in puberty. Oh, I see. I had grey hair at that stage. <laughs> oh, I think it's hard. important to state that this is for right now. Okay? For, for, yeah, I think you have to say it's that. It's not for the past. No, but you also take their past accolades into account. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you think you? of. Like, despite being out at the moment, like, LeBron is still one of, if not, he's still got a stake to claim as the greatest player on it, as the best player on it. Oh, this is really tough. Um, And I tell you what, Tatum is on an absolute heater at the moment. Yes. He would be, you know, top three in MVP voting at the moment, you would assume. Yep. That's what I can um, Oh. Oh, yeah, start or adventure? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm About gonna, time to start thinking. I'm gonna. Uh, uh, okay. I feel I, I don't know if I can cut two two of the Celtics in this episode because I cut Brown before. Ah, mm, mm. uh, the biased opinions come into. Like, um, okay, I'm gonna no, have to I'm, cut I'm, this episode. I reckon. Yeah, and edit it. Yeah, no, I've got it. I've got it. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start KD because I think he's. 
like the other day, just what when he gets in that mid range, the way he's able to get up and over defenders, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. unguardable. It is. It is yeah. unguardable. Um, I think his game since his injuries has become a little more refined as well. He's more methodical in the way mm-hmm. he does things. Mm-hmm. Still, probably if not the best out and out scorer within the league. So I'll say K one. I'll get number two. Ah, uh, shit. I'd flip a coin. I'll, I'll say Tatum. Yeah. Because what he's doing this season at the moment, um, just, to be honest, the last couple of seasons, I have not quite bought into the Tatum hype. He went as, on board. As, yeah. as, as much as other people, I think he's been a great, great player, but not mm. quite bought into it as much. Mm-hmm. That being said, this season, the way he's operating, it just looks like he's hungrier. So I'll give him the bench spot. And then as much as I hate to say it, I'll cut LeBron, taking into account the injury side of things as well. Not denying how great he is when he is on the court, though. Yeah. I agree in saying I'll start with start KD. Mm. Um, I heard Shay say this week he's, he's a seven-foot Steph Curry. He can do what Curry can do. I mean, yeah. not off the ball, but, like, his, his way of shooting. Um, but he's seven-foot. So start KD. It's a string bean. This is where it was tricky. In start I was start mm-hmm. the, the only thing that, and I'm I'm going to bench LeBron, but the only reason I, that he got the nudge over Tatum was because I started taking into account his leadership skills and his you know yeah, off, okay. off court skills as well. The longevity. Um, and yeah. unfortunately, I'm going to have to bench Tatum, but God, he's on a tear. Hard. Yeah, look, I've gone KD at that number one spot. I think he has been for the course of his career and still is one of the most unstoppable scorers in the game and, yeah. and players in general. It doesn't even purely relate to scoring, even though that's what he's renowned for. So he's going to be starting. Again, just quickly, is hmm. he another player, you know, for as great as he is and he's going to be maybe one of the top 10 players, maybe when it's all said and done, top hmm. 20 for sure, is he... Does he almost get some of the shine taken off his career just by things when down with, with the Warriors, even with Brooklyn? Yes. Do you think undervalue 100%, I think so. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. No, no, I just no. Feel like it's, I feel like we almost do undervalue him a little bit, especially the last couple of years. Well, a lot yeah. of people yeah. flat out hate him because yeah. they say ring chases and just uh, jumps on these bandwagons of, you know, superstar teams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love KD myself. Sorry, big fella. No, I, I 100% on. agree with you, to be honest. Um, in that bench spot now, it, this is really difficult for me because my favourite player in the league is LeBron James. Yes, and he yeah. doesn't, doesn't play for the Celtics, not a Beantown boy. But I think, oh, I think I'm going to have to bench LeBron. Uh, sorry, cut LeBron, bench okay. Jason Tatum. Yep. Jason Tatum's just—it's like he's—it's like he's leveled up. It is. Oh, like it's—it's like he's Pokemon. He's gone to the next level. He's evolved into the ultimate form of himself. Shout and out to Ash, by the way, the other day. Did you see the news? Yeah, yeah good he's, on him. Uh, what's he? Pokemon World Champion after twenty-five years. How old would he be now? I tell you what, he still looks twelve. So <laughs> the age in simulation isn't great. He's on in Pokemon, a universe where age doesn't exist. Fair play clearly. to him. Finally got over the hump. Well done. Credit Ashley. where credits. I due. saw the video. Pikachu besting the Charizard at the end there. Yeah, so, he's got stuff. good leadership abilities. Yeah, great stuff. He'd be a good PG. Um, so <laughs> I think I'll have Tatum. Tatum. Just yep. he, he MVP form this year. He's 
a guy who, how old is he? He's only 24 years of age. Mm. And is he really? It feels like he, he has been around a long time. It feels it? like he has been. But, but he's not even in his prime yet. Yeah, I know. He's still got his prime to come. Whereas LeBron, clearly, back nine, been absolute superstar of the league. Still is. I reckon he's on the final hole heading into the clubhouse. <laughs> he's on the just final hole. Oh now, the yeah, he'll be off. That's a really tough one. I have to put Tatum on the bench. Cut LeBron. He will never get cut in any other no. sense. No, I just couldn't cut LeBron. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Couldn't do it. It's not happening. Oh, well, there you go. Let's go ahead to the final round. Lee, what have you got for us? This is one that everyone sees. It's probably the one you've guys you guys have seen the most. You see it on TikTok, Instagram. It's everywhere. But it has to be said. Start bench cut, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid. Okay, easy. I've got mine. Start, start Giannis. I think he's he's the guy. He is the guy. He's the best player in the league. He's, yeah, in I my opinion, I agree. A hundred percent. Okay. Actually, now it gets a little bit harder. Right? You, you <laughs> might take it. Yeah. Take um, it. I've got start Giannis. I've got bench Jokic, and I've got um, cut Joel Embiid. And look, I I, I say it quickly. And, but that's not to say that they're like up yeah. from each other because I still, I've, Lee's right. Like I've seen this post and I've thought about it in the past and I've had my decision ready to go waiting. Mm. But it is still a, a very difficult one because you've got three sort of like generational talents, three guys. So Embiid hasn't won an MVP, but my goodness, he should, he should have, he probably should have mm. been that an MVP um, recipient by now. Um, but, yeah, look, Giannis is just on a whole nother level. I'm taking into account he, the how unstoppable he is. He's yeah. probably one of the most box office guys just due to his strength and athleticism. Both ends of the floor. A defensive stalwart. He's been huge. Jokic, multi-time MVP, does a bit of everything. Doesn't look like he's a superstar, but absolutely yeah. is every yeah. bit of that superstar. <laughs> he's not got the superstar look. Joel Embiid, the only thing that I can think of is the fact that he's injury cons- Turns may brought him down this list. Absolutely one of on the center in the league. Just he's sometimes he's unstoppable, and it's really hard to cut him. But I think given the other two guys on that list, he does need to be cut. Okay, I'm going to go the other way. Um, mm-hmm. Just thinking back to the 59 point performance he had the other week. I want to bench Jojo, start Giannis, cut Jokic, which. It was brutal. He's the back-to-back reigning defending MVP of the league. Um, tell you what, though, there's a, a dog's whisker in it. Not much. It's <laughs> it's splitting hairs between those two. I agree. I think Giannis is ahead by a bit. Like, yeah, yeah. He's the best player in the league. I think you could player. put Giannis up against – oh, actually, no, I just thought of something. <laughs> I was about to say you could put Giannis up against any other player in the league and that'd be – He'd still be clear number one, but no, there is a You few. put Luke in there. It's, uh, it's a tough that. one, mm. but yeah, I'll go that route. Lee? Giannis, I think big men in the paint back people down. Yeah. Post-up game. Post-up game mm. since yep. Shaq. Since Shaq, I'd say. He's a big boy. But I'm, a huge I've, boy. Still, a man. I've still got to put Jokic at the two just because he okay. can do absolutely everything mm. again yeah. brings that international tinge he, he's, his bag is just too he, he's got too much in his bag and that's yeah. not a bad thing it's actually a good thing and uh, unfortunately i'm gonna have to put uh Embiid at three cut him there you go 
That's dog's whisker, as Nick said. Huge play. Huge play. I love it. Well, let's go with the three of the brightest young stars within the league. Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, <laughs> and Devin Booker. Now, as I said, Luka, 34 points, nine rebounds, eight yeah. assists, two steals this season. Tatum, 30 and a half points, eight rebounds, four and a half assists with one point three blocks a game. 27 and a half points, five rebounds, six assists, a steal and 38% mm. from deep. Mm. Lads, three big names there, Tatum, Booker, Luka. Take into account a little bit as well, news during the week that Booker and Kendall Jenner had split up. So maybe there's a, a little more focus on the court now. To be honest, uh, I think it's I think mm. it's disrespectful to put Booker in with these two. But I think I to be honest, in from my perspective, I think that those two are miles above Booker. I put I'm pretty that I was able to cut him. Yeah. Mm. Um mm. And then you need an easy cut sometimes. And then I'm obviously I have to start Luca. He's second best player in the world in my opinion after Giannis, mm-hmm. and I'll bench Tatum. Yeah, that was nice and to the point. Yeah, it's I one. It. it is one of those ones. I like. I don't think like yes, Booker will be cut for me as well. But he's an absolute superstar of the league. I don't oh, think he's... like I still think we're sort of not giving him as much credit. Like no. we still need to think about it a little bit. It's just the fact that Luca is so far ahead in that number one spot, in that starting spot. Um, so he's going to be starting. And Jason Tatum, as I was saying before, just MVP caliber, only improving, 24 years of Six age. Six months ago, that would have been a very, very, yeah. a lot harder decision a lot between tighter, those two. A lot tighter. So yeah. it's a deceivingly, seemingly difficult one. But, um, yeah, I think I think that's the order we're going. Yeah, I, I, I reckon you, you should have put Jar in there instead of Booker. Then it would have been a bit of a toss-up. I think I. You know I, what? I'll, I'll make a note of that. <laughs> I would have cut Jar. That's how good the other two I think are. Yeah. Oh, oh. and it gets hard there. Uh, I would cut Jar as well. Mm. See, I'd cut Tatum. Mm. Don't do my boy like that. But that's why I didn't put him in. <laughs> so I didn't have to. So <laughs> I was just didn't have We're crossing over players a little bit here, so yeah, I do apologise, but. This this one is Shea Gilgis Alexander, Donovan Mitchell, and Devin Booker. Okay, I uh, I have got, uh, but I I think I do overlook Devin Booker a lot just because I do see him as a fake tough guy. Like, fake so tough let me, guy let gets me think. Gets... I thought Lee would really like Devin Booker. I thought you Lee... would be a Booker guy too because, because Devin Booker. I like him off court. Yeah, Devin Booker's like whole vibe off the court reminds me of Lee off the court to a certain extent. Like likes non-conventional things. Yeah. Like you look at his house, and it's a bit. It looks good, but it's not conventional. Yes, yeah. minimalist cars. I do. I do like him off court, and mm. yeah. Um, so does he get a bump for his off court antics, Feely? I, I think you have to. I think you have to give him a little, little I, bump. And I do like him as a player. I think he's a. He's a seconds from Cutting Shay. Uh, okay. I'll put Devin at the two and I'll cut Donovan. Talk him into it. He's at the six, actually. But <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go start Shay. Um, thus is how highly I think of him at the moment. Yes, yeah. He's killer. I'm um, going to bench Mitchell and cut Booker. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, another uh, between those two, really, really close. It is. Really close. Dog's whisker. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, I like you, that. Just think of, yeah. you just think of that shot that Devin Booker had over old George, the buzzer beater. That's how I remember mm. Devin Booker, you know? You remember that? See, I, I, yeah. I just yeah. seem um, in the finals against the Bucks, standing there at the end of game seven, like hands on his hips, yeah. thinking, oh, damn. Yeah. Mm, mm, like, absolutely. Just, which, which is a shame because I think of him as a loser for that. But, you know, mm. yeah. I don't know what you think of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go I've on. got SGA starting. Um, now, I've got Book in that bench spot. There's not many guys in the league who can fork out 70 points. He's done. It's, it. It's, it is true. Mm. It is it, very it is, true. And I'm not just pointing off that one performance, no. but let's be honest. He is an out and out scorer. I think he's, I think to a certain extent, he's underrated. I mm. think so. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think on his day, as we've seen before, he can knock up 7-0. That could be a good little segment for us to do in the mm. next couple of weeks, get a list of players each, with underrated, overrated, mm. and discuss where they sit in the league because it feels like there's a lot of people that, you know, are dominating the headlines now, Jar, mm. Luca, mm. all those type of players, and then still stars of the league, but they're getting undervalued, the bookers of the world and, you know, things of the kind. Just so, quickly, do you think there's more players in the league who are underrated or overrated? Oh, good question. Uh, by us or by, by, um, by the general area community. Underrated. Underrated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's so many casuals watching NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So underrated. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, am, I, am I up to my lineup? Yeah, so ben, benching book. Um, yeah, book now. I've been a bit harsh on, on old Dono Mitchell this, this episode because he's an absolute star of the league and yeah. I love watching him play, but the competition's elite. It is. And that's is. why he's going to be cut on my list. Very good, fellas. There we go. We've ripped through nine different start bench cut uh, scenarios there. Heap of fun, guys. As I said, we'd love to hear what you thought of those ones. Were we on the money? We had some contrasting opinions there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who 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 got it right and who got it wrong? Who, who would you have in those spots? It's certainly uh, great points for discussion there. So be sure to hit us up on our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. The boys are always we're always down to talk ball. We love chewing it up with you guys. So don't be don't be shy. Slide in the DMs. Please do. And uh we'll go from there. Big episode next week though, guys, yeah, aren't we? We're gonna we're gonna, uh, we're gonna talk about just as a little teaser. Mm. Ro, tell the audience what we got on got in store next week. I'm really looking forward to next week's episode. We're going to do an all almost team. I'll yeah. repeat that again. All almost. Bit of a bit of a confusing one there, but the premise of the episode will be Blokes, make your team of blokes who aren't all-stars just yet, but within the next few years will be an all-star. Yeah, like it. Like it. It's going to be a hot little number. We all need some clarification among each other about what we consider an I think all-star. You, I, I, I love it. When we, <laughs> Lee, Lee's the nuts and bolts. Lee's the nuts and bolts. Are we, are we uh, you know, how are we doing it? Are we doing it? <laughs> Are we doing current players? Are we doing? I didn't you know, ask that. Not not today, week. but normally you're the go-to point. For I can that. already the, see the specifics. questions we're going to receive yeah. throughout the week. We was a cross pending. No technical issues, as I said. Our NBL show will be back next Tuesday, um, highlighting all the action from another jam-packed week of NBL action. We certainly appreciate all the continued support. Be sure to, wherever you listen to the show, subscribe, like, share, do all that good stuff, and drop your boys a five-star rating. Helps sit in the charts and helps us to go like Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. So uh, from myself, Lee, and Ro, guys, have a great week, and we can't wait to talk to you again soon.